Well, hello out there. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. How is everyone this fine Twitter Thursday? We haven't had a Twitter Thursday on a Thursday in a while. We haven't had a Twitter Thursday on any day in a while. Some good questions lined up today, though. And I have a... a, I'm not sure I told you about this, but tomorrow is going to be a monster show. I'm hooking up with the dudes over at Locked On Jags, and we're going to do a full first round mock draft. I'm not sure exactly how we're going to set it up. It's going to be a long show. Urge you to check that out for sure. So it'll be a joint episode with the Locked On Jaguars folks. And um, we're going to pick 32 picks, I think, in the first round. Uh, I haven't talked to them in a couple days, but that's that's the plan. Um, let's pull up my Twitter feed. Here we go. What's a home run pick for the Jags? Joe Gear asks this. At 29, McGlinchey or Hernandez? Um, I think they're out of the, the O-line market. You know, after signing Norwell, um, I don't think there's any chance McGlinchey's there, first of all. So, I think you can take that out of the equation. I think he's the first tackle taken. There's too many tackles needed in this draft. You know, there, I just don't think that that's an option. I originally thought, boy, Hernandez to the Jags would be awesome because he's such a nasty mauler and... You know, that's the persona they want to take with Fournette, you know, as a downhill runner. Um, after signing Norwell, though, I'm not sure that they would go Hernandez. I keep looking at the Jags saying, I know they signed ASJ, and I know they signed, you know, uh, Moncrief, and, but I think you got to get pass catchers. I mean, I, I think their first two picks could be pass catchers with the asterisks of quarterback. I still think quarterback is by far their biggest need. Um, so Lamar Jackson would be my home run pick. Uh, NCIS, good show, by the way. We watch all the time. Should the Chiefs move up to draft a corner? They certainly need it. And I urge you to check out my State of the Chiefs address that I wrote for WilliamsonFootball.com last week or so. I just think they need so much on defense that I think that they can't afford to trade up, you know, especially after the deal they made for Mahomes. They're light on picks to begin with. But I do think this draft should basically just be best defensive player available almost every step of the way. Their defense is thin, say the least. Uh, Jerry Linder asks, why haven't the Rams paid Aaron Donald yet? Well, they can still franchise him, so there's not a huge hurry. Um, I think the first talks have been with Brandon Cooks to extend him. And remember, they got Joyner, who's franchised, they could franchise Donald, which probably wouldn't make him happy because it's a little less than what he's actually worth, which is rarely the case for a player for a one-year deal. Sue's also a free agent. Brandon Cooks is also a free agent. So they have massive, massive free agents, obviously, uh, on the horizon. None bigger than Donald, of course. Hail to Pitt. But you could not screw him over, but you could at least franchise him for a year and be fine. Uh, Alan Sansom asks, what's your view, both NFL and fantasy-wise, on the top and disappointing wide receivers from last year? He mentions Corey Davis, Mike Williams, Ross, Zay Jones. I was never a Zay Jones fan, so I think he's not even Robert Woods. You know, I mean, even the Woods with Buffalo. I don't think he's a number two I don't like his separation. I don't like his physical skills all that much. So I was never a fan of his. And he did nothing to change my mind in his rookie year. And I think he's going to be somewhat disappointing. I mean, I, I think he's going to have a 
career, but I just don't think he's anything special. Ross was vastly overdrafted, and I said that when it happened. I mean, he's very, very small. That being said, I don't know what to think here. You know, the, usually you have to give the benefit, benefit of the doubt to a team. But didn't they know he was small and kind of fragile and blazing fast when they took him? And he still can't see the field. I mean, is there more to this story? I always assume there is. But to me, he was a very obvious situation of, if you're going to draft him, put him on the field and make him run fast. And they didn't even do that with him. Um, I got to think, I, I tend to blame the Bengals a little bit more than him, though. Again, if there, maybe there's more going on than I know. But really, I mean, I can't imagine how he wouldn't see the field last year more. So I wonder if he's kind of getting the short end of the stick. Mike Williams, we really don't know anything more. Um, I didn't love him coming out, but I'm excited about him going forward, if that makes sense. I think it's a great situation. I think he'll be the number two, number three, something along those lines. Hunter Henry's going to get a lot of targets. Um, but Allen will be the man, but that's a great situation for him. Um, I, I think it's a – I'm very intrigued with Mike Williams. Like if, if you're talking about from a fantasy perspective, I'm sure his stock has dropped. But I don't think there's any reason to think that the Chargers dislike him any more now than when they used, what, the seventh pick in the draft for him. And I didn't see that coming when it happened. But I think he's going to be a a very big asset to the team as well. Corey Davis is still the man. I, I'm still a big Corey Davis fan. I think he could be an Amari Cooper type, maybe even better, although Cooper's been inconsistent. Um flashed as a rookie, but coming from a small school and missed time and Bad coaching staff, in my opinion. I rarely say those words, but certainly not a receiver-friendly coaching staff. I think Corey Davis has a chance to be a true number one. And really, he's the only one I would say that from this crew that you mentioned. RBPA Football asks, Cowboys need to refrain from refrain themselves from taking a wide receiver in the first round because next year's crop of wide receivers is so ridiculously good. Agree or disagree? I'm not a big believer in that game. You know, that next year's class is amazing. I mean, you don't know who's going to get hurt between now and then. You don't know who's going to declare. But I also do the Dynasty Blueprint podcast. So people that are in the know in terms of like Devi stuff, where they're always looking ahead and drafting kids out of college, have all said that next year's wide receivers class is sickeningly good, just as an update. But, um, so I think there is some merit to this. And it's not like Dallas doesn't have other needs. I mean, including tight end. You know, if they went like Dallas Goddard or something like that. Dallas to Dallas. Um, that would make some sense. But no, I would not take that approach. That wouldn't factor into my thinking a whole lot. Um, they need to win now. They're not rebuilding. I mean, maybe if you're the Colts by chance, you would look at it that way and say, well, I'm not sure if we should reach for this receiver and we'll get our number one guy at the beginning of the year next at the beginning of the draft next year. I mean, that would make a little more sense, but I think that's a rough business model to look at next year's draft. It's in the back of your mind and maybe it's a tiebreaker, but to answer, I guess I'm going to say disagree though, to, to answer your question. Same guy asked just back to back here. Last year we were stunned when three wide receivers went in the top 10 what scenario, if any, is something that can entirely shock us this year? And I'm going to kind of alter your question because even the year before, remember it was like 
Treadwell, Coleman, Fuller all went boom, 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 boom. I could kind of see this year's receiver class going that way because I, I wanted to bring that up at, at a different podcast and I forgot with, with you guys chatting here. That there's a lot of receivers in this class, you know, namely, let's just pull up a list here. Um, Ridley, Moore, I think those two are generally the top two in either order. But Christian Kirk, James Washington, Cortland Sutton, Equinemius St. Brown, even an Anthony Miller. I'm not suggesting Anthony Miller is going to be a first-round pick. But I could see a similar run of wide receivers happening during this draft. Not in the top 10, but maybe earlier than we think. Maybe early round two, late round one. Because just look at Allen Robinson and Watkins, and not even those guys. Look at what Paul Richardson got and Dante Moncrief got. And going back to that Coleman Fuller class, really since 2014, the Beckham class, there has not been a great influx of wide receivers in the league. All of a sudden, we're starting to get a little short on receivers for all these teams that want to put three out there 60% of the snaps, let alone four receiver sets. So they're starting to overspend in free agency. I mean, it's all supply and demand. You guys can figure this out. And I think maybe in this draft, not that those guys that I just listed will get overdrafted, but it might shock some people in the first two rounds that a, you know, a, 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 a rash of them going, you know, a run starts or that they get, quote, overdrafted. You know, guys that are ranked by a lot of the experts in the 40, 50 range overall go 28. You know what I mean? So I do think that could be on the horizon. Um, several of you asked me, what's the worst roster in the league right now? So I'm not going to give credit to any one of you in particular because there's a lot of back and forth went around after that question was asked. And the suggested one was the Cardinals. I can't give you the Cardinals because I think their defense is really good. Not really, really good, but I think their defense is pretty darn good. The offense, and I've said this for a while, is going to be a disaster. I mean, uh, they may be, they're going to have to win games 13-9. You know, I mean, they did make a couple moves and they've helped it a little. But you got some guys on that team, at least, though. I mean, don't forget David Johnson returns. That's gigantic to me. You got Chandler Jones. You got Patrick Peterson. I mean, you got some guys on that team. And every team does, but those are legit stars. And overall depth on that team's questionable, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's crazy talk to mention the Cardinals as the worst roster in the league. By the way, I think the Vikings or probably the Eagles have the best roster in the league. I still think it's Colts. I mean, Colts don't really have anything, man. I mean, besides luck, Hilton, you know, Costanzo. Like, when you start, if you ranked every player on the Colts or did this for every team from 1 to 53 or even better, just do it from 1 to 20. Okay, luck is one. Who's the next valuable player on the team? Let's not even say the best player. Hilton's two. Malik Hooker's three. I mean, then you're starting to get into Jack Doyle. I mean, Costanzo. The center, Kelly. I mean, who am I missing here? I mean, that's a bad roster. Doesn't have star power. It's missing a lot of starters. I mean, 
How many needs do the Colts have? Well, they need a running back. They need a right tackle. They need a wide receiver with size. And they basically need the entire defense besides free safety. I mean, really, that's basically what they're doing. And they're changing schemes on defense to be much more of a base 4-3. You know, a traditional stack linebacker 4-3 you know, type, of, type of deal. So, <laughs> I mean, I think the Colts clearly have the worst roster in the league. Uh, Zari Golden asked, "What would would you be happy, and this is the last question, um, would you be happy if the Steelers drafted Geis in round one? Um, can't be a Twitter Thursday without a Steeler question, I understand. A lot of you guys out there, big Steeler fans, I get it. I'm actually going to be, am I at in studio tonight or am I at the Steelers facility? But we're going to do a, uh, a groundbreaking as it comes out, show about the schedule, by the way. I'm, I'm, I know I'm going on a tangent. But it has been announced for you that haven't heard. The opening night game, the Thursday nighter, is Falcons at Super Bowl champs Eagles. And I tell you this every year, but whenever I hear that news, I always feel bad for the away team. I think that's walking into a buzzsaw. Like, they're going to be getting their rings. The place to be crazy. Everyone in the world is going to be watching. Oh, by the way, it's Super Bowl champ. It's a good football team. And you're a good team, and you always get to kind of the short straw that you drew there so such is life but that's going to be that game the rest of the schedule will come out tonight at eight o'clock like i said i'll be broadcasting live for snr but back to the steelers with guys um only in one scenario and i love guys i think guys is a great player i think he in most years is a first over first running back taken type guy i don't know that he'll even last to 28 i do understand that running backs fall I think the Lynch comparisons are legit. He faced unbelievable stack boxes against at LSU. I mean, everyone in the world was trying to slow him down. Um, there are questions about him as a receiver, but I think he has the ability to really turn into one and just wasn't used that way. Um, if I were the Steelers, he would be a phenomenal successor to Le'Veon Bell. But if, let's just look at it this way. If, when I'm sitting there at the Steelers facility or in first round of the draft, which I'll be doing again this year, and the pick comes in at 28, Steelers select Darius Geis. My immediate thing I will say is I hope they have a trade in the works for Bell. Because immediately that tells you Bell's just a rental, and I think that's the case no matter what, that he's going to be franchised. I don't think he will be a Steeler basically under any conditions next year. So at that point... If you have a deal to trade Bell to the Bucks for their early second round pick, then yeah, then I love the pick at Geis at 28. If you don't have a trade already set up or nearly done, then no. I just think that that's a luxury you can't afford for this year to draft a backup running back. It'd be different if it were a quarterback because they're valuable. But as much as I love Geis, no, unless the Bell trade is legit or you have one in the in the works so there you have it um kind of a short show but a fun one high paced um we will do like i said i got that mock draft tomorrow with the jags folks drop me a note on twitter at williamson nfl go check out my site williamsonfootball.com i am cranking out the state of the state of the um X team at a remarkable pace. I mean, and I said this on Twitter and I just want to mention it to you and I'm not self-promoting. Well, yes, I am. It might be the best writing I've ever done. I mean, it's for me. It's for my site. 
I take, not that I've never not taken pride in my work, but I'm taking it another level. 2,000 words per team. State of the Lions is going live tonight. You know, I'm going to proofread that as soon as I hang up here with you. The Bears were yesterday. The whole AFC and the whole NFC East are already out there. And they don't get dated. I mean, yes, there's been a couple changes. But if you go read the first one, you're still going to have a very, very good feel for where that team is right now. So I urge you to check that out. And actually, do me this favor. Again, this is going to be a little bit of self-promotion. It is a pay site. I think it's like six or seven bucks a month. But it's a better deal for you if you buy the whole year. Do this for me. Buy the month for the seven bucks. Read all my state of the team addresses that I just told you about. And then you make a decision. If you don't if you don't want to spend big money, 60 bucks or whatever, it's not that big money. No biggie. I get it. But I want people... It's bothering me because I'm writing all this wonderful stuff and only my subscribers are seeing it. And as with any site, subscriptions come in slowly but surely type of thing. So go spend the couple bucks, even just for this month. You'll get a ton of draft you know, recap too. It's a great month to buy. And let me know what you think. I always want feedback. That's, that's what I really want here. Okay, thank you. I do appreciate that. I very much appreciate that. Over and out.